You are listening to Intergenerational Politics with Jill Wine-Banks and Victor Shi, where we host weekly political discussions that are engaging and relevant to all generations with experts on various issues facing our country today. Today we are coming to you after the DNC convention, the, the first day of the DNC convention. Um, Jill, uh, let's get right into it. And for you, what were some of your highlights? Um, what do you think stood out to you? How do you think the format was? Any notable speakers? Let's just... Well, kind of first I want to say that it was... Um, uh, first of all, I want to say that this week we are doing at least daily, if not more often than daily, coverage of the convention. Um, and I hope everyone will tune in to our earlier episode where we talked about what we were expecting. And let me just say, I got way more than I was expecting. I think the pacing of the convention was fabulous, that the remoteness did not feel remote at all. I felt like I was part of a convention across America. I felt like it just, the speakers, every single one of them was really, really good. There were some, I mean, there's, there was no one who I didn't think was fabulous. Mm -hmm. I was relieved about the Republicans. I was worried about how that would come across. And I felt totally compelled by what they were saying, why they were for Biden. And they were prominent people who had run for president on the Republican ticket mm -hmm. and are now saying Donald Trump cannot be president again. I thought Cuomo, Governor Cuomo, was fabulous. He did great. Michelle Obama, as expected, was phenomenal. The young woman who talked about losing her father to COVID was very moving. There were, for me, there were many moving moments during this where I teared up. I mean, even how they did the Pledge of Allegiance and um, singing the anthem was very moving to me. I, I really, really loved it. And I was also worried about having basically an entertainer be the MC, but it totally worked. That was, what did you think? Yeah, I, I thought it was me. So I have my notes to the side, but I thought like some of the major themes that I thought really, so they, this, you know, this first day, I think is a really nice moment for the Democrats, for this convention to really set the tone for what we expect, not just four days from now, but um, this next, these next few months in the election cycle. So, um, you know, they started off with um, just uniting everyone. We saw that with the Pledge of Allegiance, we saw that with the National Anthem, and just went through that, you know, talking about racial justice, you know, our very own Mary Lori Lightfoot was on the panel with... Um, Wait a minute, I have to interrupt you. Our yeah. very own Victor She was on. <laughs> I hope everyone saw, there he was. It was an unexpected delight, and I started getting texts from friends saying, your Victor is on. It was very exciting, very uh, fabulous. Yeah, I had no idea it was gonna come on. Like the um, DNC has been trying to just um, include as many voices as possible. And we saw that tonight, you know, we saw small business owners come on. We saw women for, you know, Republican women come on that are now supporting Joe Biden. It's, it was just, I thought it, the, just the way that they did, they did the convention, you know, it was different from 2016 because 2016 was obviously in person, but this virtual event was so well put together. None of the speeches were too long. Um, I thought they were all the perfect timing. And then obviously ending with Michelle Obama, that was just, the best way to end. Um, her speech was amazing. I don't know who produced it, but 
hooray for whoever they are. Their name should be famous for a long time. Um, I, I look forward to every night now. I can't wait. And the one thing I want to say to everyone who's possibly listening to us, although I, I think it's not true for them, because anyone watching us probably watched the convention. But if you are a Republican, if you are an independent, if you're a Democrat who says, I was for another candidate, and I'm not so excited about Biden, and I'm not so excited about his choice of Harris, I can't imagine why you would feel that way, but okay, let's just say you do. I think if you had watched tonight, he would have won you over. And I suspect if you watch tomorrow, Wednesday, or Thursday, you're going to feel the same. So anyone out there who's not sure who they're going to vote for, please inform yourself and watch this. It was magical. It was compelling. And it introduced Biden in a wonderful way that made you trust him and feel like he can do this job. Mm -hmm. So please, please, everyone tune in. 8 to 10 Central Time, every night, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Do yourself a favor and watch it. Try and, I, I suspect that this is recorded on the DNC website. So please go to that website and see if you can watch everything that we saw. There was nothing that I would say, oh, I'm not that interested. I don't want to watch it. Um, I was even aggravated when MSNBC interrupted. I was watching on, of course, yeah, here, my yeah. favorite channel. <laughs> but um, it was like, please don't make me miss any of this. Yeah. And it was unnecessary because the pacing was fabulous. I, of course, I'm watching the commentary of MSNBC now, and I think they pretty much agree it was fabulous. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, one thing that I thought was you know, I, going into it, I was curious was just how Bernie Sanders would kind of craft his message. You know, for for younger people, you know, Bernie Sanders is um, kind of like the North Star that they look to um, in terms of just getting involved and representing the younger generation. I thought yeah. his speech was, you know, he, he acknowledged, you know, his the movement and then he proceeded to really talk about why, you know, Donald Trump, you, you know, you may not support Joe Biden, but what we've seen with Donald Trump is just horrible and if we don't support joe biden we're going to have four more years of donald trump and i think that's the exact right message that you know needs to be conveyed from bernie sanders and really the progressive wing of the party to say you know if you don't yes. vote for joe biden you're pretty much just casting vote for donald trump I, I think what he said was you must vote for joe and he is the progressive that we need he will get us a lot closer to our goals than anyone else would have and certainly more than uh, Trump will. And he is another one who exceeded my expectations. Yeah. He really was an enthusiastic supporter and encouraging his, his supporters who are numerous and valuable and needed. We need them. Without them, we won't win. And we need them for ideas. We need them to keep us going forward. So please, to the Sanders supporters, please make sure that you too support this potential president and vice yeah. president. Um, yes, I, I thought Senator Sanders was outstanding tonight. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And he's such a key voice that we need to really turn back a lot of those young voters who are a little bit hesitant on supporting Joe Biden and um, this ticket. But I think the last thing that I wanted to just, just touch upon um, is just like your thoughts on 
kind of how the governors did. You know, we saw Governor Gretchen Whitmer, we saw um, Governor Andrew Cuomo just talk about coronavirus. And I know, um, you know, the hardest hit by coronavirus um, are obviously um, the older cohort as well as um, minority groups. And I was just wondering, you know, as um, someone just tuning in, like, how do you think they did in terms of just the messaging with COVID and I, their leadership? I, I thought that both Governor Cuomo and Gretchen Whitmer were outstanding. Um, they are stars of the Democratic Party, and they will have a role. Um, Cuomo has already been in the cabinet. He was Secretary of Housing, uh, and now he's governor. Um, Gretchen Whitmer was on the list, on the short list, yeah. and you can see why. She connects, it seems to me, and she clearly has the labor background. I participated today in uh, listening to the um, Labor Coalition talking mm -hmm. today, and um, I didn't realize it, but one of the leaders in Illinois, Margaret Blackshear, had passed away, which I didn't know. And I had worked with her when I was head of career and technical education for the Chicago Public Schools, and she had helped me with programs to attract young women into construction fields. Mm -hmm. And so she'll be very greatly missed. But the point is that Gretchen Whitmer was talking about the UAW and yeah. what they have, well, first of all, how Obama and Biden saved manufacturing in Michigan, mm -hmm. as opposed mm -hmm. to Donald Trump, who has done nothing to help, um, and how the UAW has repaid that by making PPE now uh, and helping in general. So I thought it was a very good, strong message and worth, you know, nobody had a very long time, I, I, except for Michelle, who I think I heard was 18 minutes. Uh, everybody else was definitely five or under. Many were, you know, 30 seconds or one minute. Um, and that was enough. You got the person's point. It was boiled down, sort of like Twitter, which at first I yeah. rebelled against because I wanted to say more. I think saying less is yeah. saying more. You got their point, you knew it, and so you heard dozens of points without having just one person say the same thing over and over again. Um, and, and I'll add one other thing. Both Victor and I are wearing our yes. Illinois delegate <laughs> t-shirts, yeah. which notice has a mask added to it. Mm -hmm. um, the, let's see if you can see it. Oh yeah, you see the Dem, yeah. Dems, Illinois. Um, so um, this is what I watched. I felt a unity with all my other fellow delegates by wearing this t-shirt. Yeah. And um, so I think watching it every night, I'm gonna save this t-shirt to wear. <laughs> Uh, for yes, that purpose. Yes. And so every night, Victor and I can wear this t-shirt to talk to you. For sure. And yes. uh, hope you'll tune in again tomorrow. Let's do it. Yeah, I mean, so in terms of just our next week, kind of just echoing what Jill said, um, we have, we're releasing our episode with Congresswoman Ranchikowski tomorrow, which was a phenomenal conversation. Hope you will all tune in. And then we'll just keep on, you know, just giving you guys the latest yeah. with what's happening with the convention. You know, we kind of have this unique perspective. You know, Jill is um, a delegate herself. I'm also a delegate here in Illinois. And so we just want to, you know, give you guys kind of what it's like um, being two delegates and um, doing this every night. Right. And what we're talking about is this is, of course, Victor's first uh, convention. My first convention was in 1976. Mm -hmm. uh, so Victor was born in 2003. So we do have different perspectives. And surprisingly, I think there's nothing we disagreed about tonight. We yeah. thought everything went well and that maybe there was something there to motivate younger voters 
which is one of my big concerns as not a younger person, uh, is making sure that the younger people get involved and go to town on this. So I uh, hope you'll all tune in. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank all you. Right.